She genuinely just pointed and laughed at you. Orla, that's really rude, actually. Okay. And I'm not going to flip a baby off, but I'm thinking about it. <laughs> hey, listeners. My name is Kayla, and I'm the creator and host of a new podcast called Dark Tales from the Road. We cover true crime, spooky, creepy, and ghostly stories. And I want to take you state by state and country by country to bring you stories you may not have even heard of before. And also learn some history on the city and the state where it takes place. So join me on the road as we discover dark tales. New episodes are posted every Wednesday. I have an Instagram, Facebook, and a Patreon, all at Dark Tales from the Road. Thank you so much, and I hope everyone has a great day. What's up, witches? Hi, I'm Claudia. And I'm Jess. And welcome to True Crime Coven. Oh, Orla just fell off my lap with excitement. (laughs) She didn't actually fall, just to clarify. She just... (laughs) Slipped from her feet to her butt, didn't yeah, you? That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, that's anyway, <laughs> hi Claudia, how hi. are you? Oh, I am very tired. Um, but you know, can't complain otherwise. We got through January. We got through the whole year of January. Oh, got it. I know it's always. I know it's like a thirty-one day month, and it is long, but it just felt so long. I don't think it felt that long. Oh, I did. But everyone else did, so I thought I'd continue with the joke. I'd fit in, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Follow follow the crowd. Yeah, you know me. Oh, oh my God, I'm yawning. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> I am literally shattered. As I was saying to Jess before we started recording, work was fine today, but I just slept so badly. Yeah. Just Sometimes you just have those days, don't just, you, where you yeah. just... Like, I got to sleep okay, but I just kept waking up and, like, it just was really not restful sleep. Yeah. Or I hate... The worst one, I think, is when you are absolutely shattered and you're like, oh, I'm going to sleep so well tonight. And then you lie in bed and you're like, well, I'm wide awake and might never sleep again. I know. As you can hear, we have Orla tonight. Yeah. Um, She's basically the third co-host at this point. She is. She has been to so many. I will say she doesn't pull her weight with the writing. Oh, definitely not. Um, and we need to have a word with her. Yeah, sometimes I think she can see ghosts. She she just fell over. Um, yeah, sometimes I think she can see ghosts because she'll just stare off into the distance. So it would be good if you could talk and then we can at least get you ghost stories. Yeah, but I mean, she might be just being a baby and just looking at things because babies be babies. Babies be babies. Right, you need... To go to sleep. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so, obviously it's my turn to do ghost stories and cryptids. Um, yes, it is. Because you had two in a row. I did, I did. Um, but I've actually gone to do something slightly different. Oh, she's gone rogue. Again. Um because, again, I only put, like, a plea out for ghost stories last week. We don't have any um, listener ghost stories sent into us at the minute. I'm trying to source some from, like, friends that who I know have ghost stories. But it's just been a slow week. Yeah. So I'm going to do something a bit different because there was a slightly different style of ghost story sent into us by someone called Courtney. Okay. Um, and it was different in the sense that she doesn't have a first-hand experience with the ghost, but she grew up near the location of the ghost story. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So, for this story, we are going to travel just south of a town called, I think it's called Emporia. Mm-hmm. which sounds like something out of a fairy tale, I think. It does. Yeah. It does. And I feel like the story we're going to hear is not very fa- fairy tale-like. No, but, it's, um... it is quite the opposite. Um, but anyway, it's in Kansas in the USA, and we are going to the Cottonwood River. Okay. So 
It does sound very fairy tale, like, it like Cottonwood and yeah. Victoria. Um, so we are gonna go to the banks of the Cottonwood River. As connecting the two banks, there is a single track bridge, which is officially called the Rocky Ford Bridge. Okay, still quite a cute name. Yeah. So the bridge was actually built in Kansas City and it was moved piece by piece via train um, to just south of Emporia and then it was constructed over the river. And construction began in 1890 and it finished in 1907. So it took a while to build it. 17 years. I mean, it doesn't sound like the most time effective way to do it. No, but I assume if it was a small town, they probably didn't have all the materials to build it. And um, it is made of wood and metal, and it is, it looks like absolutely terrifying to drive over. If you like, oh, Google you it. drive over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm so thinking look. like of like just a footbridge. No, so you can drive over it, but it is like scary. I don't okay. think I'd ever want to drive over a wooden bridge. No. Um, but in 2020, it was put on the list of the National Register of Historical Places. I just have to go because Orla is ripping pages out of my diary. <laughs> it all went quiet and then all I could hear was that <laughs> of a tearing <laughs> page. <laughs> you cheeky monkey. Yay. So... <laughs> Luckily, I was at the end of that paragraph. <laughs> okay, so although the bridge is officially known as the Rocky Ford Bridge, it is more commonly known as Bird Bridge. And it's said that the ghost of Sandy Bird haunts the bridge. Okay, so not bird as in bird, but bird as in like an, a person's last name. Yeah. So at all hours of the day, you can hear her footsteps walking up and down the bridge and the screams of a tormented woman. Many people have attempted to go to the bridge at night to get evidence of ghosts, but before they can get to the end of the bridge, they are overcome with fear and dread and end up running back to their cars and driving away. I mean, like, hearing the cries of a terrified woman is pretty terrifying. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And even just hearing footsteps, if you're on a dark bridge alone, Mm. if you heard footsteps, that would be creepy. And I feel like there's something quite creepy about a wooden bridge anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we can, we'll can put a picture of the bridge up, but it is a very, yeah. like, creepy-looking bridge. Yeah, and I imagine it's not well lit. Though, no. I mean, it, it, it could, could be. be. They, could just, they could just put some lights up. Yeah, it could be. I'm not... Let's crowdfund for it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've only seen pictures, and... A lot of the pictures are, like, old. Like, a lot of the stuff is from, like, 2004. Um, So, So, you know, recently there could have been... Could have had a facelift since then. Yeah. Um, So there has been a paranormal investigation group that tried to find evidence that there was a ghost on the bridge. But they stated that it's actually very difficult to capture evidence because of the location so it is a very dusty bridge. So as you can imagine, if you're trying to video something with a light on, you're just going to get the reflection back of the dust. So yeah, um, which gives an illusion of there being a ghostly being. Um, yeah, and lots of orbs and yeah. stuff. I imagine. So it's hard to decide if it's a real ghost or just a false positive. Um, the bridge is also very old and made, and as we said, made of metal and wood. So it is creaky. So mm. every time they tried to like record to see if there was any like ghostly wails, they were like, is it a scream or is it just the bridge creaking? Uh-huh. Yeah, and also it could just be the wind. Yeah, yeah, it is. Again, if you Google it and look at it, it does make it more obvious, but it's like a wooden, like it's like wooden slats laid out with like wood over the top for the cars to drive down and then it's like held in place with metal pillars. Oh, kind okay. of. It's kind of like a suspension bridgey kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah, that's my head. Thank you. Um, and obviously they did it they did their investigation outside, obviously. Um, at night. So they were like you couldn't tell if temperature jobs were significant due to ghosts or just because they were outside. 
and it yeah it sounds it sounds difficult and i feel like you can't really rely on it being creepy or anything because it's an you're outside in the middle of nowhere at night like yeah it's always going to be creepy um they did however report that they all felt an overwhelming sense of dread um at different points um and a psychic there, there was a psychic there who mentioned that they definitely felt that a negative spirit lived on the bridge they couldn't say for certain that this was the ghost of sandy bird but they also felt that there was an additional spirit of a native american there so okay i mean but did they have anything to like back this up or yeah their report just says that it is inconclusive if it is officially haunted by their investigation um but they do like haunted tours so i mean like i I do believe in mediums, but I'm always a little bit sceptic because I feel like I can go on a bridge and say, oh, there's like two and there's definitely this spirit here. Yeah. Like, I do believe that some people are like are more in tuned to it. But also there are some people who I'm like, well, you've just guessed really obvious answers. Like, yeah. And a Native American thing is always a little bit of a cop out. Yeah. So, um. I mean, take what you want from that. You can decide whether it's haunted or not, or is it just a rumour that spread around town to scare people? Yeah, like, you know, a like a, story. I was going to say a wives' tale, but it's not really. It's more kind of like a school, like a playground thing. Yeah, it's more kind of like a local law, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the end of the ghost story. And I know it wasn't a conventional ghost story but this story also caught my attention for another reason um and that was because there is also a story behind sandy bird and why she haunts this specific bridge um so instead of doing a cryptid fill-in today i'm gonna cover the significance of why sandy bird haunts that bridge and in an even bigger plot twist to throw all of the podcast rules out the window, it is actually a true crime story. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you do, although it's... Who been, does she think she I is? I know. True crime and ghost stories in one week. <laughs> Before I get into the story, I do want to have a little confession that I haven't gone into as much detail as Claudia normally does. Obviously, this is your cryptid fill-in. Um, rather than a full um, true crime story. Also, it's not a very long true crime story anyway. So there aren't loads of trigger warnings. Obviously, it's a true crime case. There is mm. a murder. Um, there is a brief mention of suicide as well. So I do hope that everyone feels that they can listen along to the backstory. But as always, completely understand if you can't. Um, I will be finishing up with a final ghost story. So if you are here for the ghost stories and not the true crime, then feel free to skip to the end. I won't be offended. Um, and she I, won't know. So and I won't fine. know, yeah. So it's absolutely fine. Um, I'd like to tell you that this is going to be 10 minutes, but I, it depends how long me and Claudia ramble in between. So <laughs> the backstory to Rocky Ford Bridge or Bird Bridge. So in 1982, a young couple in their early 30s moved with their three children to Kansas. The mother was Sandy Bird. She was described as an energetic teacher who had short brown hair. She was was very intelligent and she had a master's degree in mathematics. And upon moving to Kansas, she decided to enroll in the Empora University to do another master's degree in in computer maths as well as working as a teacher. So, oh, blimey. Yeah, very motivated, has Why three kids. Why does she kids. hate herself? I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a master's degree while working as a teacher and had three kids. A maths degree, full stop. Why do you hate yourself? Yeah, yeah. And then, then go and do <laughs> computer maths. But So she's obviously very intelligent. Yeah, um, yeah, go girl. Yeah. Um, so her husband was Thomas Bird. He was also very intelligent. He also had two master's degrees, but his were both in theology. And they'd actually moved to Kansas for his job as he was assigned to lead the congregation for the local Lutheran church. Oh, okay. 
which is a I believe is a form of Christianity church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Thomas was described as very charismatic and he quickly turned the church around to be a thriving hub of activities and a welcoming community for all. Some of Thomas's favourite clubs were the church's basketball team and the softball team, which he played in regularly. It was at these activities that Thomas met the Andersons, Marty and Lorna. There was an instant connection and they quickly became good friends with Thomas even giving Lorna a job at the church as part as a part-time secretary to help them financially with their four young girls. So that's Martin and Lorna nice. had four young girls. Yeah, so yeah. like cute little community, everything seems idyllic. Um however Sandy didn't often go to many church events with her husband um because obviously she was really busy with her master's degree. Yeah. Um and she actually got a promotion at work really quickly within working there. So within oh, less nice. than a year, she was like promoted to a senior teacher. She also had three young kids to look after. So it didn't yeah. really leave her a lot of spare time to do all these additional activities that her husband was doing. Yeah. So however, on the night of her promotion, which was the 16th of July, 1983, just one year after moving there, Thomas and Sandy decided that they should celebrate her achievement and go out for dinner. They booked a babysitter and they told her that they would be home at half ten. Okay. Um, so not like a crazy wild night. But no, just like, a like nice literally just out for dinner. Um, yeah, celebrate that she's got a promotion. She's doing a master's degree. Um, they found someone to look after the kids and then yeah. they'd be home at half ten. Thomas actually arrived back home much later than expected, relieving the babysitter of her duties. When the babysitter asked where Sandy was, Thomas appeared surprised, and he reported that his wife had dropped into the church so he could prepare for the following day. And to his knowledge, she should have come home. He quickly rang the police and filed a missing persons report. And the next morning, on the 17th of July, Sandy's body was found floating in shallow water under the Rocky Ford Bridge. Some hikers were walking through the woodland when they when they saw a station wagon at the side of the river. And as they got closer, that's when they saw the body and rang the police. Sandy's death was ruled as an accident and the police believed that she had lost control of her car while driving around the bend on the, on the bridge and she'd gone down the embankment where she was ejected from her car into the river. How did he get home, though? Uh, he, I think he ran home because like, he, oh, okay. like, he used to run from the church his house quite regularly okay um and he'd told the babysitter that he ran home so yeah death ruled as accidental um some people were a bit suspicious about sandy's death um because yeah. they felt like it was ruled as an accident so quickly and a lot of her friends said that they were a bit skeptical about it because apparently she always wore a seatbelt. So oh, okay. why on this one occasion was she not wearing a seatbelt? Um, yeah, that would just be really bad luck, wouldn't it? Yeah. So they'd also reported that even though Sandy and Thomas's marriage on the outside looked really idyllic and perfect, this was actually mm. not the case. And a lot of Sandy's closest friends um, mm. reported that she'd told them that my husband doesn't love me anymore. Aww. So obviously she was... Um, like the strain of both of them working long hours and then having to look after the kids. They hadn't put in a lot of time for each other and obviously taken a toll on their marriage. Um, yeah, I think it naturally would, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but as this was just like a lot, a lot of gossip between women, the police were like, well, it's not really enough to open an investigation. Um, no, I guess, I guess. Yeah, so the other person that was slightly suspicious was the babysitter. Obviously, she said that Tom Thomas came home to relieve her, but and acted like completely normal. And then as soon as she mentioned Sandy, that's when he was like, "Oh, is she not home?" And she was like, "Well, clearly, otherwise, I wouldn't be here." Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not just gonna continue being there whilst the mum's back. Yeah, and then this is. So obviously you so brought you'd up, think he would get home and be like, "Why are you? Why still are you here? still here?" Yeah, and obviously 
you said, how did he get home? So he told everyone that he ran home, but the babysitter said that she thought he came home still in a shirt and tie. Um, yeah, which isn't running a tire, is no. it? No. Like, fair enough, you walked home. Yeah, but she did say that it wasn't the clothes that he'd left in. Mm. Um, there was also some discrepancies in their stories but why would about... You, why would why you would take, you take two suits out as well? Yeah, so like, he obviously... Fair enough, if you came home in comfies and he was like, oh yeah, like I got changed at the church and something more comfortable, like suits are horrible to wear. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. But you wouldn't take two suits out or like two lots of formal wear out. Yeah. Um, apparently there were also some discrepancies in the timings that Thomas gave and the babysitter gave, but because it was his word against hers, and at the time she was only 14, and he was a respected member of the church, it very much got brushed off. Oh, well, she probably fell asleep. It was really late. She doesn't remember clearly. She was only 14. She's only a little girl. Yeah. Let's believe the man. As if, like, a 14-year-old isn't... If, if she's capable of looking after three children, she's capable of knowing the time. Yeah. Just say. Yeah, just saying. Um, and then the third person who was quite suspicious was actually the police officer who was first on the scene. Now, he was only a couple of weeks into his job as a police officer, but he thought it was suspicious because he couldn't find any skid marks on the road or anything to suggest that Sandy was driving wildly or dangerously and anything that she'd tried to stop herself for coming off of the bridge. And um, why would you drive so wildly and dangerously onto this bridge or, like, near if this bridge? If you knew. And also, surely there'd have to be some sort of skid marks or some sort of marks if you're going at such a speed and driving so erratically that you're ejected from the car. Yeah. Um... He also stated that he found blood on the bridge, which they didn't investigate at the time to rule out that it was or wasn't Sandy's. Um, And he reported as well that the car seat, driver's seat, had been pushed all the way back and Sandy was only five foot one. So yeah. I mean, I can't... I'm five foot two and I can't drive with my seat all the way back. No, 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 no. Stop. Every car I get into, I have to like pull it, put it right forward. forward. Yeah, um, and also like, why would there be blood on the bridge if she went down the embankment? Yeah, so um, he got again brushed off because he was new to the police. He was quite a young police officer, and his seniors apparently stated to him, "Why would anyone kill the wife of a preacher?" So the death got ruled as either accidental or suicide. Um, as that is apparently what all the evidence suggested. Any other evidence to suggest that it what was... What a weird way to commit suicide. Yeah. Not jumping off a bridge, that is sadly all too common. But what a weird way to... Like, if they're saying she was ejected from the car, like, that would... Like, I just feel like... Okay, so people do obviously drive erratically to commit suicide and drive yeah. into things, sadly. But I just feel like... It's not like she drove into a wall. No, she, she had drove to bank off on herself, f- like being flung out of the car. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they didn't investigate it further because apparently all the other evidence was circumstantial, so they couldn't prove anything. But um, all of their evidence is circumstantial. Exactly. Anyway, we're poking too many flaws in the plan. <laughs> so when Thomas was told apparently no one found this suspicious but I found it was suspicious um, his main concern was that he apparently didn't know the location where Sandy's body was found that's all he gets he wasn't like obviously he appeared sad which I'm going to put in quotation marks that he appeared sad Um but he apparently just kept repeating, well, I don't even know where that is. Why would she be there? I don't even know where that is. Why would she be there? Mm, not, thou dost oh my... test too much. Yeah. Not, oh my God, my wife just died in this horrific car incident. Like, why does it matter if you know it or not? Like, sure enough, you might be like, why the hell was she even there? But you, why would you yeah. carry on going on about it? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I say, don't know I guess where you... it is. Yeah. I guess you might fixate on, like, the weirdest things. Yeah. So... Everything seemed normal in, 
on the outside and everyone carried on with their day-to-day lives until four months later in November of 1983 when Marty Anderson's body was discovered along the highway near Junction City, Kansas. You know, I, I just knew that they were having an affair. <laughs> I just knew it. I don't know if it was really obvious or if I've just been doing this too long. Too, now, yeah. The second he, you were like, yeah, like he got her a job. I was like, they gonna be fucking. So yeah, as you did guess, it was really, really obvious. I thought that they were having an affair, but I tried to make it so that it wasn't obvious. Yeah. So anyway, Marty's body was then discovered off a highway. And How did they think they would get away with this? Oh, mate, it gets even funnier. So, well, not funnier. I don't know that's if not the, te- the right word. Yeah, that's not the word. But their delusion of how they think they're gonna get away with it gets funnier. Marty had died from a gunshot wound, and Lorna told the police that she'd been driving along the highway when she suddenly felt sick, so she pulled over to throw up. While she'd pulled over, she'd lost her keys and was stranded, so she rang her husband to come and help her. While they were looking for keys, a man in a ski mask pulled in and fired two shots at Marty, killing him. Now, I couldn't see anywhere that sat. It was um, sorry, it was Lorna who rang the police, which is Marty's wife. Um, yeah. However, it says that his body was discovered, and I don't feel like they would have phrased it. His body was discovered if his wife saw him get shot and then rang the police or the ambulance to be like, my husband's been shot. Yeah, it's a weird It's, it's a, a weird, weird phrase. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, because discovered kind of means, like, to me, like, happened upon. Yeah. Yeah, like, someone was driving well, past Well, it literally means thought, found. And yeah. You don't find a body if you never lose it. Yeah. So, the fact that it said discovered, I thought it was going to be, like, oh, by someone driving along the highway. Um, mm. But she then stated that she was there when he died and it wasn't even like oh she was there when he died got scared because there was a man with a gun and fled the scene and then phoned the police like it was just kind of like this is my story yeah and and i'm sorry but who's leaving that witness behind yeah yeah i i'm no masked murderer but if i was i wouldn't leave a witness then yeah very strange and you know what? People thought the same as us. So some people who were suspicious after Sandy's death were very certain um, that Marty's death was linked. Why is divorce never enough? Oh, we'll get. On I get that. it. You're religious, but like killing is bad too. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say it's worse. It's I'm, worse I'm gonna be brave and say it. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you there, to be honest. Yeah, we're really brave for coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as someone who is married, I would rather divorce Aiden than be murdered by him. Or murder him. Murder him, yeah. And as you can imagine, a small town in the 80s, everyone knows everyone's business. And it was very well known that Marty and Lorna did not have a happy marriage. And she had actually had multiple affairs. Just divorce him. Yeah. You're not happy, girl. Yeah. Apparently she also was quite a seductive woman and she had a way of getting men to do things for her. Yeah, but that's 1980s article writing, isn't it? Like, notice there's not been anything bad said about... I'd forgotten his name. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Notice, like, Thomas. Thomas isn't a flirty man. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, he he's, gets women he's to do their wily ways. He's driven and charismatic. And... Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was seduced by this temptress. Yeah. Like, no, they're both awful people. Yeah. That, yeah, it was, it was not... written quite like that, but I had to change it because I was yeah. like, I can't read that. <laughs> and like, maybe, maybe she did get lots of men. Like, and that's not a bad thing. The only bad thing is that she was married. Yeah. And she murdered someone. 100%. So apparently she had actually joked to some of her friends about having her husband killed. Oh, what a funny joke. Oh, I know. You do that all the time about Aiden, don't you? All the time, every day, to all of all of my groups of friends. 
especially have him killed as well not even like oh i could kill him sometimes do you know what i mean yeah like i I could have him killed (laughs) yeah very different honestly people are so stupid man i know it's it's insane the thought process that goes through some people's brains like if you're gonna kill someone shut up about it yeah keep it keep it quiet need to know basis and if you know you're bad at keeping secrets maybe don't plan to kill someone I mean... Kind of a big one. Yeah, don't plan to kill people anyway. Yeah, but especially if you're not... Well, but, maybe actually, yes, if you're very bad at keeping secrets, always. Uh, but no, no one plans to kill. I don't yeah, know how just, to go just stop killing. Um, oh, just, <laughs> get, just get a divorce. I promise just, there'll be less judgment than you think because no one cares that much about your life. Yeah, exactly. No one. Exactly. Your life is not that interesting to everyone else. Mine is. <sighs> My life is dull as shit, mate. Instead of going to a pub quiz last night, I made focaccia. What's wrong with focaccia? It was fucking delicious. Focaccia is one of my favourite types of bread. Well, maybe I'll make you some one day. Thank you. Because I was... It was fucking brilliant. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm getting hungry now. Let's not talk Yeah, I'm starving. (laughs) Let's talk divorce. Because apparently, Lorna did actually have an attorney draft up some divorce papers. So... I'm not then entirely sure why she thought murdering her husband was the best plan. I mean, maybe it didn't give her the lifestyle she wanted because I'm sure even if they didn't have life insurance, you know that magic word, even if they didn't have life insurance, if I had a husband... So I actually, weirdly, have started making a will because I'm buying somewhere. Yeah. Um, And obviously it just means that my asset or, I guess, my debt... (laughs) Um, more likely will go to my parents and my sister um but if i was married or in a you know i I have got a partner now but we've only been together a short amount of time but if you're married you'd leave everything to your partner or it automatically goes to them so i suppose if you off your partner or if your partner dies you get a lot more money Whereas if, then you divorce, if you divorce, you it lose costs money a lot of money. through the divorce. Yeah. And, you know, I think if you initiate the divorce, obviously there has to be a reason for the divorce and that goes against you getting X amount. Yeah. And if you're members of the church as well, it doesn't look great. Something that also made people more suspicious was that after the death of their spouses, everyone in town reported uh, how close Thomas and Lorna were, claiming that they Again, even... stupid. I know. Again, uh, claiming they even had nicknames for each other. And it was very clear that Thomas and Lorna were having an affair. Um, what were the nicknames? Didn't say. Oh, I want to know if they Would were, like, really have loved there. to known. Yeah. Yeah, would really have loved to know that. Um, yeah. So, luckily, the police caught on quite quickly. And they decided to reopen the case That's of Sandy Bird's death. <laughs> I know. Um, I would say they caught on quite slowly. <laughs> True. I'm just going to say. In, yeah. In hindsight of the original death, yes. But after Marty's death, they looked at that as homicide. Thankfully, he'd been shot. That would be weird if they looked at that as an accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they reopened Sandy Bird's death as well. And they were looking at Thomas and Lorna as the main suspects. However, as the evidence was still mostly circumstantial, they knew it would take a while to gather enough evidence to prove that they were guilty of murder. Now, one question you may have is, why would they wait four months after killing Sandy to kill Marty? It's quite a long time. Well, you have to make it... A, well, to be fair, I'd say they didn't wait long enough. Yeah. Well, they actually tried to do it sooner, um, but they had failed. So um, it doesn't say how they planned to do it and how it failed, but they just said they tried and failed. So Lorna decided to hire a contract killer to kill her husband, and she paid them $5,000. And obviously he he was then shot. As if she managed to find one. Well. That's quite difficult in itself. Again, this gets a bit strange. So... Well, you might also be questioning, where did a mother of four working a part-time job get $5,000 from? It was given to her by her... Especially in the 80s. Yeah. 
Well, it was given to her by her good friend and employer, Thomas Bird. From the church. And what? Well, how did he have $5,000 lying around, you ask? It was the money from his wife's life insurance. Ah. Yeah. So they had to kill her first. To get the well, life insurance. Well, not necessarily. I wonder... Well, they could have just been... I mean, they're just not very intelligent. Yeah, they're just... Yeah, it's a bit of a wild ride, I mean, thankfully, but... Yeah. Because the police were able to get these bank records, it still wasn't quite enough to convict them of murder. However, it was enough to convict them both of solicitation. But they managed to get them put away while they were finding enough evidence to convict them of murder. So at least they were off the streets. Yeah, I just feel sorry for the kids. That's the thing, yeah. I always feel sorry for the kids in these circumstances. Yeah, I mean, the birds had three kids and the Andersons had four kids. Yeah, so there's seven, well, there's nine victims in this, if you don't yeah. count also the the spouse's family members that would have also been... Yeah, like, direct, direct victims, there are nine. So after this, there was an autopsy done on Sandy's body. However, this was an entire year after her death. Oh, yeah, so no offence, but Sandy's not looking great. Yeah. It did say that they determined she had no alcohol in her system on the night that she died. She died from a blow to the back, but it also showed that she'd been struck in the head with a blunt object. Now, obviously, these injuries can occur from a car accident. Yeah, because you can hit your head on on a blunt object, i.e. the floor or a rock. Yeah, so they needed more evidence. So, luckily for them... The contracted killer decided to come forward and speak out against Thomas and Lorna. I mean, really, you'd want a refund, wouldn't you, at that point? Oh, I know. <laughs> to say that um, he, it, it was those two who'd hired him to kill Marty. And you he probably might... did it to get immunity, didn't he? Well, also, you were like, if you're like, why is he confessing to this? Him and his brother had also previously had affairs with Lorna. So I'm also not sure if they did it like out of a little bit of spite. Like, yes, I'll probably go to prison, but she'll get a lot worse than me. I mean, surely you get a plea deal anyway. For yeah, for coming forward to say against. it. Yeah. Um. So, so, yeah, not looking good for her. Yeah, and you know, you know me. I'm a feminist. I don't believe she's a seductive, seductive temptress, and whatever. But it's not looking good for Lorna, is it? No, like, it not great. Um, and another bit of evidence that the police found were actually cards from Thomas and Lorna to each other, stating their love for each other. Which Thomas tried to deny that they were romantic, and he was like, "No, it's a Christian religious love for each other, not romantic." But that I, I mean, no one, no one believed that. Um, yeah, and why write it? Like people are just again stupid. Don't write it down. Yeah, what again? I would have loved to read these cards, but there was nothing to say. Why can't they just say it to each other? You know. Yeah. Um, you work together. You can go. Love you. Yeah, it's not that difficult. But do you see what I mean now about the thought process of these people? It's just what little mental. To none? Yeah. Um, another thing that happened was during the trial, Lorna actually let slip that Thomas had told her a double divorce would be too much of a scandal. And then eventually that gave them their motive for murder. Because, you know, murdering people is better than divorcing them. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Lorna, you can always give a counterpoint. Yeah. Don't just sit there and go, yes, you are right. I agree with everything you say. Don't yes and... Yeah. So their trial actually happened like five years after they were originally put in prison for their previous crimes. It only took the jury six hours of deliberating before deciding that Thomas and Lorna were both guilty. And they were given life in prison with no chance of parole for at least 15 years. And apparently the only emotion that Thomas showed was surprise. That he'd been given that long in prison. What, for murder? Yeah. And conspiracy? Yeah. I mean, if anything, lenient. Well, so there has actually been a film adaptation made about this murder. 
And Thomas and his friends believe that it heavily influences the panel's decisions as parole hearings. Um, so he thinks the reason that he's still in prison is because the film adaptations over-dramatise the murder. What? I just, I'm amazed that he still has friends. Yeah, I know. The church is a weird place sometimes in like these situations. The last reported parole hearing that he had, he was denied because the panel stated he denies responsibility for the crime. Um... Yeah, he shows no remorse. Which surprised him again because he has been apparently an exemplary inmate. So he's yeah, like but stuck. You show- yeah, but you can be a good person. Well, not a good person. But you could be like a good inmate. But if you show no remorse, remorse, then there's nothing to suggest that you wouldn't do it again if you got married and didn't like him. Completely agree. Thomas actually said to a reporter that he wished it had been treated as a murder trial from the start then they would have been able to find the person who actually killed his wife and he would be a free man. So that's why he's still in prison is because he truly believes that... Like, he apparently he accepts that someone murdered his wife, he just doesn't accept that it was him. So he thinks we're all as stupid as he is? Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, well, that's but an his... insult, Thomas, really, but... Cool. I know. But it's what's wild is that he has so many supporters, <laughs> including his oldest daughter... She believes I mean, that she's, he's completely she's lost a lot. And yeah. I think that might be a protective thing I'm, for her. Yeah, I can see why if you've only got one living parent, why mm. you would choose to believe them. Even if that's yeah. like an emotional... Like, I, I need to believe that he is innocent for yeah. your own mental health. Do you want to know something else that's absolutely wild about this case, which is, like, the last point I have to make on it? Mm-hmm, of course. Both Thomas and Lorna have remarried while being in prison, but not to each other. It wasn't even worth it. That's what annoys me. Yeah. That's what always annoys me. It's it's never even... It's like a heat like, of the moment. Yeah, and that's the thing that annoys me the most, because I think, like... I mean, there's no way it can be good, but I suppose if one... That's not a positive, but at least, like, if it was worth it. Yeah. I mean, nothing would be worth it, but you know you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, at least if you'd stayed together, then you're like, oh... Okay, cool, you did love each other. Yeah, but the fact that you didn't even stay together and you've married other people. Also, what, what people are marrying you? I can't even get a husband. <laughs> Like, I just, it's honestly, what is, like, it's not good for my self-esteem. You, and it is all about me. You laughing at Claudia? Yeah. Ola will probably get married before me. She genuinely just pointed and laughed at you. Ola, that's really rude, actually, okay? And I'm not going to flip a baby off, but I'm thinking about it. <laughs> right, so that is the end of the... Rocky Ford Bridge, ghost story and murder. What what do you make of it? I just think they're fucking idiots. And like, yep. I feel obviously Poetic. really sorry for Sandy, for Marty, and for the kids. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can, I could definitely. Well, I mean, if I was um not Lorna, if I was Sandy. I would haunt Thomas. Yeah, not just the bridge, but that makes if me... If she has the ability. Yeah, that does make me wonder if she has to haunt the bridge. Do you know what I mean? Like, can she not leave? Is that the issue? Yeah, which is really sad. Yeah. And I hope isn't the case. So with that, are you ready for our final story? Ready as I'll ever be. Wonderful. So yeah, this is actually from a... Another someone else on Reddit sending one in called Mel Mel. Okay. Um, I think it's just Mel, but her handle is Mel Mel two thousand and eight. Yeah, and I think you will see why I chose this one in particular for today. So she says, for the longest time, I have always loved ghost stories and fiction in general. I've always had to remind myself to not believe it. I wanted to, but I couldn't for the sake of my sanity. But all that changed with one interesting story. 
I can't remember how long ago, maybe a year or so now, when my friend told us about her Sylvanian plushie that was pure evil. Wherever she went with it, boom, something bad happened. She tried everything and even had her highly religious grandmother to get a priest to get the spirit out of there. But it didn't work, so she gave up and stuffed it in her closet. I wanted to believe my friend and her story, but I guess after telling myself so many times, nope, that's not real. Don't get all crazy. I couldn't. I didn't think she was crazy or making anything up, but I just tried not to think about it. And that was that. However, recently she started messing with it again, trying to befriend it and talk to it without getting any bad luck. At first, it didn't work out well, but Claudia, that's the spirit's name, by the way. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> but Claudia, that's the spirit's name, by the way, finally came around. Claudia apparently can't possess anything living most likely just inanimate objects. Whether or not she can move things is up for debate. She's not evil, just mischievous. That's my tagline. <laughs> I'm not completely sure how my friend talks to Claudia, but she can. She gives her a question and then Claudia will answer. But what Claudia has said has been pretty crazy. Apparently, she was 13 when she died and how she died is a little sad. So the next part is a slight trigger warning. She got bad grades in school and her parents never really cared about her and not even her closest friends could cheer her up anymore. So she decided the only way was to end her own life. The more things she said about Claudia, the more I believed that she was real. She had to be, right? My friend started getting unsure and thought she was going insane. So I told her that if she was real, then we just needed to find out what happened to her. So my friend went incognito and looked her up on Ancestry. She managed to narrow it down to a single person who I won't say their full name. And she found out she, and she found a French article talking about who we thought was the same girl. Not only was there a file, but there was a ton of information and so far, it was pretty accurate to the things that Claudia had said. I'm not going to give that many details, but so far, we know her full name, her parents' names, the day she died, where she's from, her school, and her friends. And basically, the file contains everything. My friend got Claudia to confirm all the current information, and yeah, she said it was all correct, besides the fact that one of her friends was in fact her cousin. All this was happening as we speak, so I will update you on the situation. It's been... I know it's a lot of stuff and it might take a while, but all we need is a cause of death to make or break this entire thing. So stay tuned, because this isn't over. One more thing, I now officially believe in ghosts. I mean, I would too. Yeah, and then a couple of weeks later she did actually post an update. Okay. So she said... We found out a lot of new things about our good friend Claudia, most of these being accurate. But the biggest breakthrough is by far, in fact, that she lied about her death. So according to the French article, she died from taking an intentional pill overdose. But Claudia had told them that she hung herself. Um, my friend said that she might have been ashamed of what she did, so she lied. One of the other questions we asked Claudia was what happened after she died? So once Claudia had passed away, she wandered around her neighbourhood in Brazil. But when she went into her neighbour's house, she saw a Salvanian plush. And she wanted to see if she could use the Salvanian plushie to prank her neighbour. However, she got sucked into the plushie and got stuck there for seven years. Then she was sold on Amazon, put in a box and got shipped to America, which was then given to my friend. And here we are. Okay. And that is the end of her story. I mean, with that... Fo well, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. It's a bit... First of all... Yeah. Like, it's... I, I don't love that the spirits call Claudia, but at least they seem cool, because we all are. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, I, I like the fact that they're not mal malevolent. They're not malicious. Mali they're just... Yeah. Mischievous. 
they're just mischievous um and you know it's, it seems fine it seems like the it seems like the friend isn't particularly traumatized it yeah. seems like the person writing um isn't particularly traumatized yeah it seems like they found quite a nice spirit which in that situation could go really badly yeah so i'm happy for them um i i do have one little thing to say yeah and that is if it's so easy to get sucked into things like teddies how many of our teddies are haunted and we don't know yeah i i am currently sat around quite a few teddies yeah i'm also curious as to how her friend communicated i'm assuming her friend must have some sort of like psychic ability ability and is able to communicate um but considering it wasn't a malevolent spirit it's weird that the uh, the priest wasn't able to help her pass over yeah but i if mean the, if that is we what always, happens we always but this is the thing we always put so much trust in like christian faith, faith. yeah but like us a podcast I listened to recently. I think it might have been last podcast on the left, or it might have been real life ghost stories. But they were like, "Why would this ghost necessarily care about your Christian views?" Yeah. I think it was last podcast on the left. Like, completely like, agree. Why? Why would they be receptive to that? Yeah, I think it's only because like so much of what we take in is obviously from the Western world, and that's the prevalent like religion. religion. But yeah, like if dying is nothing to do with Christianity. <laughs> Yeah. Then why would a priest be able to help you move on? Yeah, it is a, it's an interesting story. It's one that we haven't had anything like mm. that before. Like we've never had like a a possession or like a doll that speaks to people. But it's very interesting no. that they actually got all this information from a doll and then managed to find it online. Yeah, it's slightly frustrating that we have to take their word for it. Yes. But I understand why i guess yeah so yeah yeah, no that definitely is very interesting thank you for a bit of a different um different episode yes i hope everyone enjoys it as much as i have yeah if you did enjoy it let us know we can do a few more like this as well always happy to change it up yeah or if you hated Um, it equally let us know and we'll never do one again yeah we will (laughs) stick to our roles religiously and (laughs) rigidly um, and also, please send us any ghost stories that you have. Um, this is a, a call for ghost stories. We yeah. realise that we're running a bit dry because of our own fault of last yeah. year. Mostly my fault. Um, but yeah, we'd love some ghost stories if you have any. Please. Um, and with that, I guess there's not much else to say other than stay safe. And of course, stay spooky. Stay Hey guys, if you have a ghost story or a case suggestion, please email us, truecrimecovinpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at truecrimecovin or on Instagram and Facebook where we are at truecrimecovinpod. Also, it would mean the absolute world to us if you could rate us wherever you're listening to this right now, be it Spotify, Apple Music, or if you're on YouTube, give us a little thumbs up click that bell get notifications every time we post subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from make these two witches smile (laughs) (laughs) thanks Thanks, witches. witches sorry simon